Hey guys, welcome to Fiction Fixation. Each week we get together to recap a different book or movie. We're not here to rate or review anything. We're just here to talk about the characters and all the shenanigans they get up to. We're your hosts. I'm Courtney. And I'm Rose. Uh, What are we talking about this week, Courtney? We're talking about a movie on Netflix based on a book Mm -hmm. called To All the Boys I Loved Before. We have quite a few characters to set up. So uh, let's let's get this thing started. (laughs) So... We start off with Laura Jean and Josh. They, he's her neighbor, mm-hmm. and they were like best friends. You know, they spent a lot of time together. They hung out a lot. They were pretty inseparable. Yeah, they grew up together. Laura Jean is a middle child. She has two sisters. She has a younger sister mm-hmm. and an older sister. And let mm-hmm. me tell you, her older sister, the second that Laura Jean's friend Josh started getting hot, her older sister was like, hmm. Hey, boy, what's up? She did. Um, She noticed Josh and older sister and Josh started dating and he kind of left Laura Jean behind. She felt like the third wheel now because she was. But I can imagine how heartbreaking it must be because you had this best friend. It was Laura Jean and Josh every day, everywhere, doing everything together. Mm -hmm. And now her best friend is dating her sister and she's happy for her sister and she's happy for her best friend. But she lost something. Yeah, like she went from having, you know, like that support there from her sister and her best friend Mm -hmm. to like being an interloper on like her own relationships, you know? Because they tried to keep her included because they obviously realized it was a weird dynamic and they tried to take her to the movies and on dates. And I feel like that just made it extra weird. Like just... (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it would be one thing if it was like the youngest sister Mm -hmm. where there's like a huge age gap. Like a little girl, little girl, yeah. Yeah, like that's one thing, but... You know, Laura, Jean, and Josh are in the same grade. Margot's a year older. She's two years older, actually. Two years older. I was thinking, how in their minds did it make sense for them to be like, oh, we don't want this to be awkward for Laura Jean, so let's let's invite her to watch us make out. Like, that'll make it less weird. Yeah. <laughs> she can be a third wheel. That, that's less weird. From the minds of teenagers, you know? They tried. Like, it makes sense in your mind, but mm-hmm. like... That's about it, bruh. That's about it. When the movie opens, Laura Jean's older sister, Margot, is uh, she's leaving for college, Mm -hmm. which is a little awkward because she has a high school boyfriend, Josh. Well, she's not just going to the next city over either. She's going to Scotland. Mm, Girl. She's going um, to a different country, a different continent. I think it's a very common desire for a young person to just want to get away Because there's this fantasy of, like, if I go somewhere else, my life Mm -hmm. will be better. Yeah, it's because you can be a new person, you know? Mm -hmm. I have to kind of feel bad for Margot here because their mom passed away when a long time ago, you know, like when they were little. Yeah. So Margot sort of has the burden of being the oldest daughter on her shoulders. She's been more like a mom to her siblings than like a sister you know yeah so she is probably struggling with that guilt and she's trying to prepare laura jean like hey you're gonna be the oldest now you have to take care of your little sister she's like you need a clean room you need to step up and poor dad is trying you know he has three daughters and his wife passed away so he had a learning curve here and he's trying really hard you know 
He is. He's a really sweet dad, and he he really is trying. But listen, dad is a fucking snack. He is. He's really hot. It's funny because the way he's played is kind of um, to really tone down his attractiveness. Like, he's kind of, I don't want to say Dorothy. He's a little goofy. He's a little, like... I'm just a dad, you know? I totally don't have a sex drive. Like, don't mind me. I'm just in the background looking like a snack, but I don't think about that stuff. He has hella dad energy. His personality and the way he's acting screams dad, but the way he look screams tie me up. Like, it's... (laughs) Sorry, Mr. Gray? Sorry. Mr. Gray? Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. So here we are at the goodbye dinner for Margot, who again is Mm -hmm. leaving. She is getting out of town. Mm -hmm. The sisters are there. The the boyfriend is there, Josh. The Mm -hmm. dad is there. Yeah, and they were talking about like, oh, I can't believe we have to wait until Thanksgiving to see you. And dad was like, actually Christmas, you know, she's going too far away to come back for just Thanksgiving. Right. And Josh is like, well... Here, I got you a surprise, Margot, mm. and it's a boarding pass because he's going to see her for Thanksgiving. He bought tickets to go visit her for Thanksgiving, and the reaction is not, it doesn't pass the vibe check. No, she's like, did you already pay for this? And he's like, yeah, I set a Google alert for flights to Scotland the minute you told me you were going so I could get the best price to come see you. This dinner uh, turns really awkward really quickly. Yeah, because Margot breaks up with Josh and they take their fight out to the yard. Can we describe Josh's energy right now? Um, It's eager puppy. He has a lot of golden retriever energy. I don't even know if it's golden retriever because it's like sad energy. And golden retrievers are happy. Mm, it's like hound dog energy. Mm, yes, like, still a dog. Right. But, like, a cute dog. Kind of like Eeyore. Yeah. But, like, Eeyore if he took Lexapro. Yeah. That is totally his vibe. And it's not just right now because his girlfriend is breaking up with him. It's literally all the time. Like, he's he always has that energy from the very first scene. He's, like, Eeyore on, on Lexapro. Yeah. But also, like, the sadness is still there deep inside. He tries to, like, cover it up with... Starbucks and showers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not really working. <laughs> but Margot comes upstairs and her and Laura Jean are sort of hanging out in Laura Jean's room. She comes back up after breaking up with Josh outside. Uh-huh. Courtney, Margot gets in bed. Did you notice anything weird about that when she gets in bed? No. She gets in bed under the covers with shoes on. Did you see it? No. I screamed because they're Korean, by the way. The girls, the, the, mm-hmm. dad, is, the dad is white. The girls are half Korean because their mom was Korean. Mm-hmm. You don't walk into your house with shoes on in, in Asian cultures, let alone getting on your bed. When she got on top of the bed with shoes on, I was like, red flag. She got under the covers with shoes on. I was like, she's mm-hmm. a horrible person. She needs to die immediately. <laughs> Immediately needs to die. No, I did not notice Margot's shoes on the bed. Um, And Margot was like, hey, listen. She's like, mom always told me not to go to college with a boyfriend. Mm. Her mom was setting, she was setting those girls up for the pipe. (laughs) Sorry, sorry. Undo. Control Z. I mean, 
It's not not true. Listen, she's going to college in Scotland. Get that Scottish pipe, you know? (laughs) Get it. I wonder, like, when an American is, like, overseas, do people find our accents hot? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I I remember someone asking a British person on TikTok and they were like, no, we think you guys sound stupid. (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. It's fair. We think so too. Laura Jean has a secret. A little tiny one. (laughs) Um, Her secret is in the shape of a blue hat box. She writes letters to the boy she's loved before. Hence the title of the movie. She writes letters telling them how she feels. She puts them in envelopes, addresses them and everything, and then puts them in the hat box and hides them in her closet. Yeah. This is beyond extra. She spills her heart out in these letters, and she talks about how she feels about And these were boys. Like, some some of them were just a crush that she had in, in the second mm-hmm. grade or, you know, um, a boy that she went to camp with. Yeah, there's there's five boys. Um her most recent addition to this hat box is Josh, her sister's now ex-boyfriend. Yeah, well, she's like, it was my way to process, like, these kind of unrequited, forbidden feelings. Which, by the way, I just want to add that when you make feelings forbidden, they grow mm-hmm. like uh, they're on a Petri dish. Yeah, like- something that should have been a tiny, like, grain of sand it turns into a fucking beach when you're not allowed to feel them, you know? She didn't realize that she had feelings for him until her sister started dating him, which just kind of gross all the way around. But also, she's young, so I'll allow it. (laughs) I think we've all done dumb stuff when we were young, you know? And she, let me, we have to clarify, she has no interest in dating Josh. No. She has no interest in dating Josh. She just, she has these feelings and... She um deals with it by writing letters. Yeah. Um, and so it's an it's an ongoing joke with um their family that Laura Jean is a scary driver. Yeah. She's not comfortable driving, she doesn't like driving. Um, and she always had Margot to drive her, so she never really needed to. Now she's the older sister, and it's the first day of eleventh grade for her. She's a junior in high school now, and mm-hmm. her younger sister is uh starting middle school. Yeah, she's starting sixth grade. Yeah, so she has to drive her sister to school. And so this drive to school is scary for everybody. Kitty, the younger sister, she has, uh, she goes inside and gets a bicycle helmet. Yeah. Which, when my dad was teaching me how to drive, he also wore a bicycle helmet. What a show of confidence. Like, hey, I'm going to teach you how to do this thing, but I also don't trust that I'm going to survive this. Well, he put a huge banner across the back of the car that said student driver, nervous parent. <laughs> so it's the first day of school and the movie captures that first day existential crisis of like uh-huh. where to sit for lunch. And I felt that anxiety so vividly. Yeah. Well, I mean, I get it. Then I don't get it because like like this isn't her first day at that school. It's her first day in this grade. It is, yeah. But I still remember every year when you're restarting, Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but you kind of start making new friends and things change and old friends kind of fade away. Yeah. And also, you might not have the same lunch period as your friends. Yeah. 
that was a big downer when you're like, oh, like the two people I talked to, we are not, we, they're not in this room. Yeah. Laura Jean is also very shy too. So like she literally has one friend and that's it. And her friend, if she doesn't know where her friend is, she's completely alone. Yeah. And she like texted her friend and she's like, where are you? She has a, um, Laura Jean has a best friend named Christine. Well, her name's Christine, but they call her Chris. Yeah. Um. So she has a bestie and she texts her and bestie doesn't answer. So she goes to the library um, and there's a huge sign in the library that says soft foods only. What the? <laughs> and Laura what? Jean's eating carrots. Well, what do you mean by, what do they mean by soft foods only? I guess like, like a charcuterie board with no crackers. They don't want crumbs, basically. Well, I don't know. Do they not want crumbs or they, do they not want chewing noises? Mm, that's a good point. Um, would this be in the first day back from summer? You know, the people that you didn't talk to, you're kind of running into them, you know? Yeah. It's a high school. And there's a girl. Her name's Genevieve. Jen. Mean girl. Mean girl Jen immediately just starts going at Laura Jean really catty-like about her shoes. And her shoes are really cute. Yeah, well, they're like combat boots. And Mm -hmm. mean girl Jen is like, oh, when did you get back from the war? (laughs) Ugh. It's I, I combat boots are really cute, but I always think it's funny when someone's wearing camouflage. Mm-hmm. It it kind of cracks me up. There was this joke at Dimitri Martin said like camouflage is really good like when you're in the woods, but you when you're in a city it has the opposite effects because it's like yeah. oh there's an asshole like he's right there you know <laughs> like you can see him from really far away. I've never been a big fan of camo. I thought you were going to say of Dimitri Martin. Do you know I was obsessed with him? He was like my humor for such a long time. And now I'm like, can't get into it anymore. He's really dry. I think he's a little too dry for me. Um, Mean Girl Jen is dating popular boy Peter. Yeah, he's the, is he a soccer, what what is he, a football player? Lacrosse. Oh, he's a lacrosse player. Excuse mm-hmm. me. That's a different it's fancy. That's a different breed. <laughs> we described Josh, who again is the older sister's ex-boyfriend, as being like an e- Eeyore on Alexapro. Mm-hmm. How do you describe Peter? I'm a really big fan of Noah Centineo. He plays Peter. Peter is like he's very charismatic. He looks like a Latino version of Pete Davidson. No. Blasphemy. But like Noah Centineo is like hot, hot, you know? Do you really want to go there? You really want to, you really want to have to issue another apology to Pete Davidson? I am not going to issue another apology to Pete Davidson, even though I am sorry. Listen, like I don't understand it either. You don't understand the phenomenon? I don't. I mean, I, I'm obviously a part of it. I'm here for it, but I don't understand it. Anyways. You can tell that Peter's not as douchey as Mean Girl is. He's still he's still tolerant of Jen's behavior at this point, which kind of makes him a douche, you know? Yeah, because he walks up and he sees that, that Jen is making fun of Laura Jean's boots. And he's kind of like, he tries to intervene in a subtle way of like hurting Jen over to another yeah. place. He comes to remove her. Yeah, he just comes to physically remove her. But the really sad thing is that Jen and Laura Jean used to be best friends. 
Mm-hmm. They used to be best friends um, until seventh grade. So they stopped being uh, best friends in middle school. And that's so sad to me. Yeah. Like I've had, I mean, I think we've all had friends that we, you kind of just, you're really close with at some point, And then mm-hmm. you just kind of stop being close with. And, and there's a little bit of pain there of like, oh, we used to yeah. be so close and we're not anymore. But it's so much worse to be like, we used to be so close and now we're enemies. Like, it's it's hard, you know? Laura Jean didn't really have a very good first day back at school. Um, she's home. The, her and her little sister Kitty are watching a movie. And Kitty is vicious. She's a savage. This little girl is in the sixth grade. She's in middle school. And she had a great day. She was like, oh, I'm ha- I, you know, I made so many new friends. They had to people were fighting to sit next to me at lunch, you know, so she had to rotate. She had to rotate her friends. So Kitty's watching a movie with Laura Jean and she's like, Laura Jean, you need to get a life because <laughs> I canceled plans to be here with you. She said, I am 11 and I canceled plans like this is sad. <laughs> yeah. So after Kitty and Laura Jean watch this movie, Laura Jean falls asleep mm-hmm. and Kitty does what any little sister would do at this point. Yeah. She goes snooping in her big sister's room. Um, but we can tell that Kitty is up to no good at this point. She's being really sus. A couple days later, Laura Jean and her bestie are in gym. They're running laps. And Peter, popular boy, comes running up behind them and is like, hey, Laura Jean, mm-hmm. I need to talk to you. And she's like, what? He's like, yeah, I need to talk to you like uh, right now. Yeah. And he's like, there's just, it's never going to happen between us. And... Laura Jean is so confused and finally she looks down and he's holding the letter and he's holding the letter that she Uh wrote and never meant for him to read. She wrote that four years ago. Yeah. And so she's mortified at this point and she passes out. Yeah, she passes out. (laughs) You know, and Peter's not a complete asshole. So he's like, hey, Laura Jean, Laura Jean. He's laying over her, trying to make sure that she's okay, trying to bring her back. Yeah. And so, like, they sit up and, you know, she comes to and she's like, oh, my God. And then she looks over his shoulder and she sees Josh, her sister's ex-boyfriend, who also has the letter that she wrote him. Yeah. He has the letter in his hand and he he is kind of marching toward her. Also in preparation Mm -hmm. for a confrontation. And Laura Jean panics. She panics hardcore. (laughs) She goes into fight or flight mode. um, And I guess this is fight. Yeah. Um, And she kisses Peter. Yeah. She starts she starts kissing Peter. It accomplishes what she wanted, which is to shock Josh. Josh just stops his Uh tracks And obviously Peter's shocked because he's like, I just told this girl that I am not interested. And she started kissing me. So Peter's confused. Uh Uh-huh. And so then, like, she stands up. She's like, thanks, Peter. (laughs) (laughs) Good job. She just, she storms off. She walks right past Josh, doesn't say a word, Mm -hmm. and heads into the girl's bathroom. Uh Uh-huh. So she's in there having a panic attack. As we all would, you know? Naturally, yeah. (laughs) Expected. Then a dude's voice is like, hey, Laura Jean. Yeah. (laughs) 
are you are you in here? And she's like, no. <laughs> um, and it's another boy that that she wrote a letter to. The boy slides the letter into the stall and he's like, hey, I'm just get returning this because it seems really personal. Like he felt like he felt awkward reading it. Like, I don't think I was meant to read this. <laughs> Which, you know what? Good on him being like, hey, like, I think this is for you and not for me. Yeah. And his name is Lucas. He like Laura Jean comes out of the stall. She's like, I'm so sorry. Like you were never meant to see this. He's like, yeah, yeah. Um, He's like. So, like, you know I'm gay, right? Yeah. And she didn't know, but she's just like, oh, thank God. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, she's like, yeah, yeah, I knew. <laughs> she goes home, and she is just panicked. She goes home. Uh-huh. She's like, Dad, have you seen Have you seen this little cloth-covered uh, container thing that Mom left me? She's, like, freaking out. She's like, I need it. I need it. It's very important. Mm-hmm. Little sister sitting on the couch looking hella sus again. She is sweating bullets. She's like, <laughs> she like you can tell that look that Kitty did something she shouldn't have done. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. This is where it kind of differs from the book because um, I'm pretty sure in the book, dad donates mm. the box to Goodwill and then somebody buys it and mails the letters to be kind. Oh, okay. To be kind. (laughs) To be kind. Uh, First of all, I would have read every single one of those letters before I mailed them. (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? And then been like, well, I don't know why this girl wants to send out these mortifying letters, but fair enough. Yeah. And so um, Laura Jean runs upstairs and she's like tearing her room apart. And then dad calls up the stairs and he's like, Laura Jean, Josh is here. Yeah. Um, and so she does what any of us would do, and she goes out her second story window <laughs> to leave. He's still trying to talk to her about the letter. She He hasn't had yeah. a chance to confront her. She's had two guys confront her on their letters, but the one that she is most terrified of is Josh because the stakes are a little higher. This is her sister's ex, and he's her neighbor. Yeah, and he's the one that's like currently in her living room, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. And so she takes off on her bike. And she goes to this diner that is like a kind of like a family tradition. Like they go to this diner. Her mom and dad used to go there. And so she goes there and she is just like binge drinking soda. Yeah. And then Peter shows up. Popular dude Peter shows up and he he tells her like, hey, I stopped by your house and your family told me you might be here. And again, he's trying to tell her like, Listen, I just want to make sure you know that I'm just, you know, nothing is going to happen between us. And this is where I'm like, Peter, honey, you're going out of your way. Like, what's is uh-huh. like what's happening? He's just like, hey, I need you to understand. It's like uh-huh. he, it's like he knows like, hey, I know that I'm a whole snack. Like, I know that I am hot as a tamale, but I need you to settle down, girl. I'm like, Peter, you're the one chasing her. Like, he's ch- he's chasing her to tell her, leave, yeah. leave me alone. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I know. I heard you the first time. He's like, really? He's like, um, I didn't really seem like it took the first time. Because, yeah. like, your mouth was saying one thing, but then your mouth said something different when you, like, um, kissed me. So, like... I feel like maybe we're not on the same page. And I think she didn't even process that kiss. So Laura Jean is trying to explain to Peter, like, listen, I, I, I don't care that you're not into me. It's fine. I'm not into you. That was a long time ago. She tells him about the box of letters. And he's like, 
I'm not the only one that got a letter. He's like, here I was, like, thinking I'm special. She's like, well, you're not. Yeah. He's like, damn, Covey, you're a player. Her, is her last name Covey? Covey's. Like, like love with a C. Oh. Covey. Oh, cute. When Laura Jean tells Peter that she has sent out five additional letters, he looks, uh-huh. a, he looks a little disappointed. He wanted to be special. And so he gives her a ride home because she rode her bike there. Mm-hmm. He gives her a ride home. Then Peter has an idea. Mm. He's like, hey, girl, what if we just, like, let people think we were together? Like, not just Josh and his ex-girlfriend, Jen, because they just broke up, like, that day. Yeah. He's like, what if we let people think that we're together? She's like, what? He's like, yeah, listen, girl, it'll be great. It'll make Josh jealous. It'll make mean girl Jen jealous. Peter says that the goal would be, one, to deter Josh, right? Because he's like, Mm -hmm. you have feelings for for Josh, but you don't want Josh to know that their feelings are real. And the best way to do that is to pretend that you moved on. So he's like, I can Mm -hmm. be your fake boyfriend. You could pretend that you are into me instead of Josh. And, And she's like, what do you get out of it? And he's like, I get to make my ex jealous because she dumped me for a college guy. Yeah, and so it it seems like a really good plan. Laura Jean's not really into it. Yeah. But she does change her mind. She does, yeah. And she tells him, like, all right, let's, let's, fine, let's do this fake boyfriend thing. Courtney, I love fake boyfriends. Do you? I love fake boyfriends. It kind of, I felt this pang where I just thought to myself, I wish I had a fake boyfriend in high school. I wish I would have done that. Like, what a missed opportunity. See, I didn't have a fake boyfriend in high school, but I there was this guy that, like, everybody thought I was dating. Like, when people found out that, like, we weren't dating, they're like, what? There's a Mandela effect where, in everyone's memory, you guys were a couple. And, like, that didn't exist. Yeah. No, I think that's 100% true. There is people we went to high school with probably think that we were together. But, yeah, so... Laura Jean reconsiders Peter's offer of a fake relationship. When she tells him, she, like, waltzes down the middle of the cross practice. Yeah. And, like, in front of a whole bunch of people. She's like, okay, um, yes, let's do this. So he just grabs her and kisses her. Yeah. And then she's like, okay, we need rules. Yeah. They, they eventually sit down to work out the rules of their fake relationship, which mm-hmm. I also love rules like i love this little trope of like our relationship needs rules Mm -hmm. it's so cute and innocent to think that feelings are gonna abide by rules i love it right it's in the (laughs) contract why aren't my feelings abiding by it i am i am in breach of contract (laughs) he's like why like why do we need this contract she's like i don't want all my first to be fake yeah um and so she's like no more kissing me yeah. And she's like, no dates or something like that. And he's like, well, what can I do if I can't touch you? People aren't going to believe that we're dating. Right. And she's like, you could put your hand in my back pocket. He's like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. She's like, you know, like in 16 Candles. And he's like, Six, 16 what now? <laughs> and she's like, you have to watch it. It's a great movie. And then she's like, also, she's like, we don't tell anybody that this is a fake relationship. He's like, yeah, first rule of Fight Club. And then they start getting a little quirky, and she's like, you have to watch this movie. I'm writing it into the contract. And yeah, he's like, okay, well, you have to watch this movie, um, which is yeah. Fight Club. He wants her to watch Fight Club. 
And then he's like, oh, he's like, um, I'll write you little notes because uh, Jen always used to get mad mm-hmm. that I never wrote her notes. It's going to drive her crazy when she sees me doing it for you. Yeah. Um. First of all, asshole. Second of all, fucking genius. You're trying to make a girl jealous. You're doing it right. Peter's trying really hard. You know, in the beginning, he was trying really hard to make sure she knew he wasn't interested And now he's trying really hard to make sure everyone thinks this relationship is real. And it just, he's really, he's laying it on really thick. I'm like, Peter, I I don't think I've ever known of a teenage boy who tried this hard at anything. Yeah, he's like, also, he's like, you have to go to all my other cross games and like parties with me. Yeah. And and the big one, he says, is you have to come on the ski trip. Mm-hmm. So apparently the ski trip is a really big deal. Yeah, it's like one of those things where it's like, it's like the couple thing to do. The couples go on ski trips together. And if a couple goes on a ski trip together, then it's just assumed that they hooked up. Yeah, they just they that's what that's what happens. You hook up on the ski trips if you're a couple. Well, Laura Jean doesn't want to go on this ski trip because she's like, there's no way this is going to go on that long. Yeah, she thinks it's three months from now. And he's like, fine, it's a contingency. Um, And so the next day, they go into the cafeteria together. And it's like a whole new experience because Peter knows how to make a show. Yeah. Peter is used to people looking at him because he's hot. And he Mm -hmm. just exudes confidence and he's super popular. So people are watching him to see what he's doing. And on this particular day, he's walking in with Laura Jean. He's walking with Laura Jean. And as per her contract, he has his hand in her back pocket. Which is so cute. It's so cute. And then he does this thing where he like spins her around Mm -hmm. and like pulls her towards him. And then he, like, hands her a note and then leans down and whispers in her ear. And mean girl Jen, who is Peter's ex-girlfriend, she's watching and she's jealous just like he wants. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh is watching and he's, you know, looks a little heartbroken. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of, uh, this is where I'm just not jiving with the whole fake relationship for you know to make to what like what is the purpose for Josh? Like was Josh into Laura Jean while he was dating Margot? That's kind of the implication because yeah. he is very desperately remember Laura Jean has still not talked to Josh about her feelings or about the letter mm-hmm. and he's been desperately trying to talk to her and his vibes are almost like receptive like he's into whatever the letter says yeah which is kind of weird but what i'm saying is like i feel so bad for josh because you know i get that mean girl jen is jealous and that's peter's intention in his fake relationship with laura jean but i don't understand laura jean's intentions for josh with the fake relationship because poor josh is just like he (sighs) i i I don't know if her ultimate goal is to scare him off or to bring him closer. I don't think she knows either. She wants the shield of a fake boyfriend to protect her from having to deal with talking about her feelings about Josh. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Laura Jean hasn't talked to Margot. Her big sister, she has completely been avoiding. Which is so sad because her big sister is in college and... 
probably homesick. Like you remember going away for college. You get homesick. You want to know what's happening back home. And Laura Jean <laughs> and Laura Jean is avoiding her phone calls. She Skypes with Margot with Big Sister and she's just super weird. Awkward, yeah. And so she cuts the Skype call off. Like it's like a minute, maybe not even a minute. No, seconds. And then she goes downstairs and she's like frantically making cupcakes. Yeah. She's pan she's panic baking, which is yeah. a thing. Yeah. I do it. Panic baking, stress baking. Yeah. And then Peter shows up and he's like, hey, are you ready? And she's like, what? He's like, yeah, we're going to this party. He's like, I put it in the note I gave you, which she obviously didn't read. Yeah, she didn't read them. And <laughs> he's like, it's in the contract. You have to go to parties with me. And so she's like, no, I'm too busy. I can't go. I have to make these cupcakes. So then dad sweeps in and he's like, I think that Kitty and I can handle cupcakes. Go. Yeah. I think dad knows that his daughter needs some social life. And so now that her dad is ganging up against her, she goes upstairs to get to change. And dad literally just turns to Peter and goes, no drinking, no drugs, no hands. Amputate those hands. <laughs> because everybody knows that's where the sex happens. It's in the hands. If you, if you start with the hands. If you get it leads to forking. If you take the hands away, there's no sex. So this party, I don't see a single parent. Mm -mm. There is definitely alcohol. Right before Laura Jean and Peter walk in, Laura Jean starts to pull up her hair in her scrunchie. And Peter grabs her scrunchie. And he's like, no, 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 leave it down. You look so much prettier. And he, like, wears her scrunchie as a bracelet. That's the thing yeah. now, is that girls will give boys their scrunchies. Really? And it's like a boy giving a girl his hoodie. I'm not going to lie. I collected some hoodies in my day. It's it's an epidemic of young boys losing their hoodies to girls. I gave them back. You gave the hoodies back? Um. So I gave them back. I was going to, like, burn them, and my mom's like, that's wrong. If you don't want it, you should just give it back to them. I'm like, no, I want them to suffer. <laughs> they'll know. It's like a horcrux. Like, they'll, they'll feel mm -hmm. like they'll a... They'll feel it. <laughs> it's like a part of their soul. Like, ah! <laughs> At this party, um, Peter goes to get them a drink. And then one of Mean Girl Jen's friends is like, hey, Laura Jean, come sit with us. Yeah, being suspiciously nice. Don't fall mm -hmm. for it. Don't fall mm -hmm. for it. Uh, and so she goes, and she's like, all right, girl, dish, what have you guys done? And Jen's being, like, super condescending, and she's like, oh, she's like, they haven't done anything. Yeah. Like, you know they haven't. She's like, I I know, Laura, I, like, I know Laura Jean. We used to be friends, and I know she's a prude. She hasn't done anything. Yeah. Um, it's okay to be a prude. Don't let girls bully you. <laughs> or boys. Don't let boys bully you either. Well, just because you don't want to do something doesn't mean you're a prude. Peter goes to the restroom mm -hmm. and mean girl Jen, his ex, follows him in. And she just kind of confronts him. Like, really? You and Laura Jean? Really? She knows exactly what she's doing because she sees the scrunchie and she takes it from him. He doesn't really want to talk to her. He's like, you broke up with me for some college dude. Like, you don't get to come at me. Yeah. And talk to me about who I'm dating now, which good for Peter. Don't teenage boys should not let girls manipulate them. 
So, I mean, Laura Jean and Peter, they're not really having fun at this party. I think they just want to show face and kind of just solidify that they're dating. Mm -hmm. So he takes her out to eat. They have like a nice little chat. Yeah. Laura Jean tells him how she's never had a boyfriend Mm -hmm. because she says the more people you let into your life, the more walk out. And he, you know, reminds Laura Jean um, that his dad just basically left their family and started a new family like two years ago. Well, Peter gives this kind of sad story of like, you know, I know what it's like to be missing a parent because, again, Laura mm-hmm. Jean's mom died years ago. And he's like, I kind of can relate because my dad left. And I'm like, yeah, Peter, like, join the club. Like, it's just not you're not special. <laughs> like, <laughs> your, your dad left? Like. Okay. Like, oh no, my family, it's broken. <laughs> I just have I just have joined a club, Peter. <laughs> God, Peter, quit bitching. <laughs> You're not the only one with a letter, you're not the only one with an absentee dad. God. <laughs> you're not, how many times I gotta tell you this? You are not special. No, but it's it's kind of sad. Like you can imagine this boy. I mean, the dad left in the mm-hmm. middle of high school, like, bro, wow. Well, yeah, like he just it's not like his parents just got divorced. His dad up and left. Like he never sees or talks to his dad. His dad mm-hmm. got remarried, had another baby. Like his dad basically traded in his family for a new one. The thing too is when Laura Jean is telling him that she doesn't really feel comfortable talking to boys, he says, "Well, you're you're doing fine with me." And she's like, "Well, we're we're it's fine cuz we're pretending." Yeah, it's all fake. And that seems to upset him a little bit. Yeah. it. You can tell that Peter might be catching some feelings at this point. Um, Laura Jean's catching feelings at this point. It's impossible to have a completely fake relationship, you know? When they're spending real time together, they're mm-hmm. opening up real, you know, feelings. It's where's the fake? Like, what's fake about it? You know that term, fake it till you make it? hmm Yeah, well, when you're in a re- fake relationship, like, you're faking it mm-hmm. until it makes it real. I know. I know. Like, if Chris Pine was like, hey, I need a fake girlfriend, honey, I'm going to yeah. fake fall in love with you, okay? Yeah. I can't look into those baby blues. I will fake have your babies. <laughs> I will fake have your babies. <laughs> I will fake kidnap you and you'll never see your family again because you'll be with me in my basement breeding babies with me, hypothetically. Chris Pine. Do you, did you ever watch Boy Meets World? Yes. Do you remember that episode where Topango, they were talking about like government or whatever, and she was talking about a, like a matriarchal society? She's like, and then we bring out the men. She's like, we keep them underground and we only bring them out for mating. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Goals. (laughs) Yeah. Like Topanka knew what she was talking about. Yeah. Like, so they have this society. The men are kept underground. They are brought out for breeding purposes and then shoved back in their holes. Their relationship is fake, but they're doing a lot of real things together. Yeah. Like, they sit together during lunch. She's becoming friends with his friends. He comes over and watches movies with Laura Jean's little sister, Kitty. And Laura Jean is like, I really hope 
Kitty's not getting attached. And she's definitely getting attached. And, like, he's driving them to school every day. Yeah. So they're spending a lot of time together. While Laura Jean is busy kind of building this fake relationship through real moments, uh, she kind of, she drops the ball on her whole Operation Avoid Josh because Josh comes over and finally corners her. Like, he convinces her to talk to him. And they kind of get into it. Yeah. Josh is like, okay, did you mean what you wrote in the letter? And she tries to play it off. She's like, it was it was a mistake, um, you know. And he goes, well, what am I supposed to do? Because now I, I read this. And Laura Jean says, well, we can't go back. We can't go back to the way things were before you dated my sister. And we can't go back to the way things are after you read that letter. Mm-hmm. And he says something so heartbreaking. He says... If I knew I was going to lose you both, and he just trails off. Oh, poor Eeyore. Like, he's so sad. The Lexapro has stopped working. Oh, gosh. So the next day, Laura Jean and Bestie are eating Subway under the bleachers. Because, you know, nobody can see that contraband. Yeah. So they're under there. And then Peter and Jen... Mm-hmm. are on the bleachers and you know jen is being pretty forward jen tells peter laura jean better not be coming to the ski trip that was our thing yeah that was our thing and peter's like jen you have a boyfriend and she's like well i might not have one by then uh what a bitch what a bitch yeah well this really rubs laura jean the wrong way yeah because laura jean's starting to have real feelings about her fake boyfriend you know mm-hmm. Um, and she, she goes to Josh. Laura Jean has the audacity to go to Josh. Yeah, about relationship advice. (laughs) And I'm just like, what are you, what? Like, poor Josh looks like he's dying inside. Like, the teenage angst is so palpable. Right? Then Peter sees Laura Jean and Josh talking, and he's like, Laura Jean... Like, Mm -hmm. he's like, people are going to see you talking to Josh. She's like, oh, you mean like people could see you talking to Jen on the bleachers? Mm. The drama. (laughs) He's like, are you spying on me? She, she's like, I didn't mean to spy on you. Like I did, but like it was an accident. Mm -hmm. It was an accidental spy. It kind of was though, you know? It happens a lot in movies where people accidentally like walk in on a com- on an important conversation. That has literally never happened to me in my entire life where like I walked into a room and they were like, and he killed her for money. And then they gasped and looked at me like, you weren't supposed to hear that. Now you're in on the secret. You know, like that's never <laughs> happened. Now the mob will be after you too. <laughs> oh my God, the mob. You're like, yo, I didn't even know names. Stop giving me info. I would like to not be part of this narrative. Thank you. Um, And so Peter and Laura Jean are not really on, like, the best of terms right now. Mm-hmm. You know, like, they're kind of arguing. Well, and Laura Jean wants out. She wants out of the plan. You know, I think now that she she kind of faced her fears and she talked to Josh, you know, And now she's kind of back to being friends with Josh a little bit. And so she's just kind of like, I don't want to do this anymore. We don't, I I don't want to go on this ski trip. And uh, he's not letting her out of it. Yeah. And she says, you know what? I'll go if Chris goes, bestie Chris. 
And Bestie Chris hates school events. Yeah, so Laura Jean feels pretty safe that uh-huh. Chrissy is not going to want to go. So if I tell Peter, okay, I'll go, but only if my best friend goes, it's not going to happen. Yeah, I know my best friend. And Bestie comes over and was like, hey, why is your boyfriend harassing me about going to the ski trip? Mm-hmm. And Laura Jean's like, well, I told him I would only go if you went and you hate school functions. And she's like, oh, fine, I guess I'll go. The dad pipes up and the dad goes, I don't mean to eavesdrop. And when they look back, he's like sitting on the stairs behind them on the <laughs> Like he was like, <laughs> he he didn't just walk into the conversation. He was sitting quietly listening. And it, Laura Jean gets convinced to go. Laura Jean agrees to go on the skiing trip, but she has no intention on skiing. Uh, fair. <laughs> Nothing about skiing looks fun to me. Like, you're expecting me to be coordinated and also handle the cold? No. You know, that's just asking a lot. That's just asking a lot. So the day of the ski trip comes along. The dad is dropping off Laura Jean. Uh Uh-huh. He has a few parting words for her. Yeah, he's like, I think it's time we talked about your sexual health. She's like, no, it's not. No, no, no. No, Dad. It's good. It's good. No, no, it's good. And he hands her like like an 8 by 10 padded envelope that's (laughs) full of condoms. And she's like, Dad, why are you giving these to me? And she's getting out of the car. He's like, have fun. She's like, I have a whole lot of rubbers for that. Oh, God, why is it so awkward to talk about sex with your parents? I would have left them in the backseat of the car. (laughs) Really? No, I would not have taken them with me. Laura Jean gets on the bus. Peter's already on the bus. And she's like, hey, and she goes to walk past him. And he's like, don't don't you want to sit with me? Mm Mm-hmm. And she's like, I was going to sit with Chris, you know, like she didn't want to be here. Laura Jean insists on sitting with her best friend instead of her fake boyfriend, which like fair enough. Yeah. And Jen sees this as her opportunity to kind of make a move on Peter a little bit. And she's like, is the seat taken? And Peter's like, no, it's not. Uh, Shots fired from both sides. They all get to the ski resort. I don't see any chaperone anywhere. Not a single chaperone. We're just letting these high schoolers just hang out on their own. No supervision. Bestie's like, you ready to hit the slopes? And Laura Jean's like, "Uh, no, it's cold out there. Nope. And then Lucas, one of the, the boy who's gay who got Laura Jean's letter, Bestie brings him in. She's like, Lucas. She's like, Laura Jean plans on reading books and not skiing. He's like, oh, yeah, it's cold out there. So while everyone's out skiing, Laura Jean and Lucas are doing Korean face masks, and she spills everything to him. I don't get it, because she couldn't tell her best friend that it's a fake relationship, but she tells Lucas. It's like, why? I think that Lucas is like a... He's a bystander, you know? Her friend's kind of involved. I feel like Lucas is so uninvolved at this point that it's easier to be honest with him. Yeah. Well, Lucas tells Laura Jean, like, hey, I really think Peter likes you because I see the way he looks at you. Um, And so Laura Jean goes down barefoot in her nightgown with the coat on. And sure enough, Peter's in the hot tub. It's nighttime and it's winter And you have this hot tub and the steam is coming up Mm -hmm. and Peter's sitting there, super hunkalicious, Mm -hmm. looking like uh, 
what is it ramen a pack of ramen noodles just in that in that <laughs> steamy water <laughs> Lori Jean goes out there and her and Peter sort of have like a a little conversation a little conversation yeah they talk about their feelings why are there no other kids there like you would think the hot tub would be the spot uh because it's a movie <laughs> yeah 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 because yeah. it's a movie <laughs> Other kids are going to ruin the vibe. <laughs> Listen, we need a certain certain vibe. So we need you guys to uh, suspend this belief here for a second. Yeah. So Peter's alone in the hot tub when Laura Jean goes out there. What is? What do they say to each other? He like says like how you embarrassed me when you didn't sit with me. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And she's like, well, you got to sit with Jen, which is what you wanted. He's like, no, Laura Jean, I wanted to sit with you. Yeah, he's he tells her, I packed snacks for you. I asked your sister yeah. where to get your favorite like Korean yogurt, and I went and got it. And she's like, the Korean grocery store is all the way on the other side of town. He's like, I know. He went to the other side of town to buy snacks for her. He's like, you know, you're so smart, but sometimes you can be really dense. Like, he's yeah. telling her, like, don't you see that I like you? Can't you realize that I like yeah. you? Yeah. He's like, this isn't pretend for me anymore. Yeah. And so she takes off her coat mm-hmm. and she gets in the hot tub. And he's like, are you are you getting in a hot tub with your um your nightgown on? She's like, yeah, I didn't bring a swimsuit. He says, there's no one like you. Oh, he's so cute. And then he kisses her. And it's a kind of a hot makeout session. He, well, here's the thing. He like pulls her legs up. She's like straddling his waist in the hot tub. Steamy. Yeah. And they're like making out. It, it was very high school hot, you know? Yeah. It was high school hot. <laughs> they go back upstairs and like he kisses her outside her door. Then he goes back to his room. She goes back to her room. So like nothing happens. But, like, something happened, you know, because it was kind, it's kind of, you know, they're teenagers. It was a big deal to be out there making out in the hot tub. Like, that's hooking up, you know, to teenagers. The next day, you know, like, Laura Jean wakes up and she's just, like, so, like, over the moon. Because now her and Peter are kind of, they're real now. They crossed the mm-hmm. line that night. They went from fake to real. Yeah. It's time to go back. The trip is over. It's time to go back. She gets on the bus and everyone's like clapping, mm-hmm. and she's like, "What's what's that about?" He's like, "Oh, that's just what like people do with couples on the ski trip." Like Peter doesn't seem like concerned about it. He's like, "Oh, just whatever." But it's also gross because he knows the implication. He understands. She knows the implication, but she's trying not to let it bug her. Like everyone's assuming that they had sex because they were a yeah. couple. They they get back and they're unloading all the luggage and stuff at school. And Jen comes up to Laura Jean. She's like, hey, Jen. I mean, she's like, hey, Laura Jean, I just wanted to say, you know, that I think it's really cool of you about how understanding you are about mine and Peter's friendship. Mm -hmm. She's like, you know, a lot of other girls would have been really uncomfortable if they knew that their boyfriend slept in another girl's room. Yeah. The implication is that Peter, after having this hot makeout session and kind of becoming official with Laura Jean, Peter went and... He left Laura Jean at her mm-hmm. room after their makeout session and then went directly to Jen's room and slept like slept with her. Yeah. And then Jen takes her hair out 
and like plays with the scrunchie. Which, of course, is Laura, is Laura Jean's mm-hmm. scrunchie that she gave to Peter that very first party. Yes. Laura Jean says, where did you get that? Oh, Peter gave it to me. She's like, I love it. <laughs> Isn't it cute? And she knows what she's doing. Laura Jean is like really upset. Laura Jean specifically confronts Peter and she says, did you go to Jen's room last night? And mm-hmm. he says, yes, but. And she goes, did you give her my scrunchie? And he says, yes, but she cuts him off. Yeah. And he, she's like, no, this is over. Mm-hmm. Like this, this was this was a mistake. Last night was a mistake. Yeah. She does not allow him to explain. This happens in movies a lot. Like, I don't know, like, in what universe a girl is like, stop. You're about to explain your thoughts and feelings and emotions. And I don't want to hear it. <laughs> like, when does that ever happen? Never. I don't care how mad I am. I want an explanation. And in movies, the girl never wants an explanation. She's always like, I've heard enough. I'm like, no, 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 I haven't. I don't know. Like, part of me is like, I don't I don't want to hear you explain yourself. I already have my own conclusions. But then the other part of me is like, explain yourself. <laughs> I want an explanation. I want the thesis. I want the 12-page research paper. I want the receipts. I want the witness statements. I want mm-hmm. the whole nine yards. I want all of it. Yeah. And, you know, Laura Jean goes home and the house is decorated for Christmas. It's like Santa threw up in this house. The tree is up. There's like cookies baking. Yeah. All the decorations are up. And Marco's there. Yeah, older sister is back from college for Christmas break, mm-hmm. which is uh, not a great surprise for Laura Jean because she's been kind of avoiding her sister. Yeah, she's been avoiding her, and it's it's awkward because like Margot doesn't know anything's wrong, and Laura Jean's like, ha ah, fuck. Yeah. Well, she has so many things to hide from her sister. Number one, she's hiding, obviously, her feelings for her sister's ex-boyfriend. But then Mm -hmm. also, she never told her sister that she had a fake boyfriend. She never told her that she had a real boyfriend. Yeah. And then Laura Jean is saved by the bell. Um, Not the bell that she really wanted, though. Ding dong. (laughs) Um, Peter's here. Yeah. And Peter's like, Laura Jean, like, we need to talk. Mm-hmm. And they're outside and they're, you know, arguing about the situation. He's like, Laura Jean, you need to let me explain. And he's like, it wasn't fake. It was never fake with you. Yeah. And then Josh hears them arguing. He comes over, like, with a hoodie on and, like, his hands in the pockets, like, he's about to fight Peters. <laughs> yeah. Because remember, Josh lives next door. So mm-hmm. I feel like he was peeping between his blinds and he saw, like, he saw. What was happening? He just came out like he like the nosy neighbor. Yeah. Laura Jean's like, Josh, no, stop. Laura Jean is losing control of the situation very quickly Mm -hmm. because when she saw Peter standing outside her house, she kind of wants him to leave ASAP so that her sister doesn't see him and ask questions and she Uh doesn't have to explain the fake boyfriend. And now Josh is getting into it because Josh hears Laura Jean say, you know, I I want you to leave, Peter. I want you to leave. So Josh is like, hey, the lady is asking you to leave. He's doing that thing where the guy's like, Mm -hmm. your words as a woman, not enough. I must come here with my lower baritone that will be taken much more seriously. And Peter's like, so you're still in love with your sister's Mm ex-boyfriend? He says that. And then Josh is like, what? 
they look up at the porch and Margot is standing there and she's like, what? You're in love with Josh? Because, of course, the sister has to come out and Mm -hmm. right at the peak of the conversation. Yeah. Like I said, an accident that has never happened to me in in my whole life. I'm like dying to walk in right at the most significant moment of a conversation. Right. Never happens. Never happens. You know, I think everybody can tell that the situation, Josh is like panic moonwalking out of it. (laughs) Margot runs in the house. Peter's like... Laura Jean, you were never second best. I know. And uh, at a little while later, Laura Jean goes up to try to talk to Margot. Margot doesn't really want to talk, but Laura Jean really needs her help right now because that hot makeout session in the pool was captured on video and Someone recorded it and then sent Laura Jean the video. It was posted on Instagram and someone's like, hey, Laura Jean, have you seen this? And so she takes it to Margot and Margot's like, well, it's from a bad angle. Peter's clear, but like you're not. Like it could really be a lot of girls. I was a little confused here because Laura Jean kept calling it a sex tape. She's like, yeah, I accidentally made a sex tape. She's like, but I didn't have sex. And so I was like so confused. I'm like, wait, is it a sex? They have sex. And but no, she it's a sexy tape. <laughs> she was just being dramatic. The boy ever lies about shit. You do tell everybody that he has a small penis. Just embarrass the shit out of him. You can't stop fake rumors that, a you know, a boy, that you had sex with a boy. Because even if you try to deny it, it's just going to yeah. add fuel to the fire. So you should just say, hey, I thought I wanted to, but when I reached down, there was nothing there. It was so small. Yeah, so you can't stop rumors, but you can exploit them to your advantage. Which is what Kris Jenner does. So learn from Kris Jenner. <laughs> but Margot puts on her oldest daughter mommy hat emails um instagram and gets it taken down because she's like this is child porn margo and laura jean sort of make up um and kitty chooses this time to um make an admission see kitty just wanted to watch the world burn for a second (laughs) yeah kitty says I I just wanted to help you have a life, you know? Yeah. I She said, I wanted you to have a boyfriend. And so I thought mm-hmm. there are five letters here. If I send them all, one of those guys are bound to end up being your boyfriend. And yeah. it, was, it was good logic. It was sound logic. And it worked. <laughs> it did work. And Laura Jean does not take this well. Laura Jean is out for Kitty's blood and head. Laura Jean loses it. Margot intervened. She's like, listen, Laura Jean... If I can forgive you for writing my boyfriend a love letter, you can forgive Kitty for sending your letters. Yeah. So after this, like, Christmas break thing, Lori Jean goes back to school. And this is a situation that I think a lot of people don't realize until they're in it, is that while the video was removed, screenshots are forever. Yeah. And on... Laura Jean's locker is a screenshot close up of her and Peter making out with just like very crude things written in Sharpie on her locker. Yeah. And Laura Jean is mortified. Yeah. Her best friend acts quickly and, you know, rips the paper up, but everyone saw it. And yeah, there was a little bit of a crowd forming around the locker. Of course, it's drama. Drama 8 a.m.? Like, sign me up. (laughs) 
<laughs> spill that tea. Yes. Hot and fresh to wake me up in the morning. Yeah. Um, and Bessie, like, literally, she slams the screenshot into Peter's chest. And she's like, fix this. Yeah. You know what happened. And Peter immediately does. Immediately. Yeah. I was actually surprised, like, this never happens in those movies mm-hmm. where, you know, the guy just kind of quietly implies that it's true by not saying uh-huh. anything. And in this case, Peter is like, listen up, everyone. Nothing happened between yeah. Lara Jean and I. He's like, we didn't sleep together. And anybody who wants to keep running their fucking mouths is going to get their ass beat. He's like, I'm going to beat some ass. Yeah. And he's like, who would do this? It's obvious it's mean girl Jen. Peter, open your eyes. And Laura Jean grows backbone. You know, she confronts Jen in the bathroom and she's like what the hell jen yeah it's this big confrontation between two girls that used to be really close Mm -hmm. and now one is out to ruin the other because it's one thing to be mean and it's another to try to assassinate her character and you know how damaging it is for pictures like that to come out it's it's very damaging to a young girl because even if they're like oh it was all fake it's still there you know yeah You can't unknow what you already know. Yeah, and so Jen, being the villain of the story, she kind of has her little villain monologue of, like, why... Like, her villain origin story is kind of the lamest one I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) She's like, because you kissed a boy that I like. Yeah. She's like, are you talking about spin the bottle in seventh grade? Yeah. It was a game, Jen. There wasn't even any tongue. And Jen's like, there is tongue for me. And that boy, by the way, was Peter in seventh grade. She kissed Peter, and apparently Jen was really upset about it, and their friendship never recovered. Yeah. But then also Jen went on to date Peter. So, like, why? Like, I can't believe she was still mad about a kiss from the seventh grade. Well, and then she broke up with Peter, you know? Yeah. Like, and this is a really sort of eventful day for Laura Jean because Laura Jean confronts Josh after school. You know, she kind of talks about, like, the rise and the fall of her feelings for him. Mm -hmm. You know, she she talks about how, like, yeah, like, I might have felt that way about you at one time, but, like, I don't. Like, you were never supposed to see that letter. That was, like, my manifesto to me. And, like, it's gone. Like, it was a crush, and that was it. Yeah, well, she's, like, it was my way to process, like, these kind of unrequited, forbidden feelings. I don't love the way... Laura Jean used Josh as, like, an emotional fidget spinner. Oh, no. You know, like, the whole time Josh was trying to talk to her because, one, he's heartbroken that he was dumped by by Laura Jean's older sister. And then, two, he's confused about this letter exposing feelings that probably stirred up feelings in him. Mm-hmm. And, three, he's lost everything. He's lost his best friend yeah. and his girlfriend. His His entire friend group was them. Yeah. And she avoided him, would not give him the time of day Mm -hmm. until she needed to talk, until she needed to express her feelings. And then she went to him. She really did Josh dirty. And like the thing is, like, you can, you know, she didn't mean to, but like intention doesn't negate the final product, you know? Like Laura Jean is the good guy in her story, but I think in Josh's story, she's the bad guy in a way. She's the villain. She's a little bit of the villain. I feel like this is Josh's villain origin story. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Josh and Jen should really think about dating. Yeah. 
Laura Jean is very upset sort of about her with, with her breakup with Peter because, you know, she's like, I never had like I never had anybody be in love with me. You know, like yeah. I she said it was all it was all fake. Yeah. And Kitty's like, I was eavesdropping, you know, as per normal. Yeah. And she's like, um, I have a secret. Another Laura secret. Jean. <laughs> and she brings the hat box down that Laura Jean's letters used to be in. And in the box are all the letters that Peter had wrote to Laura Jean that she never read. She never read them because she thought they were fake. She probably didn't think there was anything on them. Yeah, it's probably just like, hey, good work. And there was just a, a bunch of love letters in them. And they weren't even like, oh, I love you. You are you are my sunshine. No. He was noticing her. He was like, hey, yes. I saw how you did really good on your presentation. Like, I was really yeah. proud of you. And just you could tell that Peter's love language is words of affirmation. He yes. was so sweet in those letters. And, you know, Laura Jean sort of is like, you know what? It was real with Peter. Like, it was supposed yeah. to be fake, but it was all real. Um. And so Laura Jean, like, hypes herself up, and she gets in the car, and she drives herself. Which is a big deal, because yeah. she is scared of driving, because she's mm-hmm. so bad at it. She gets in the car, and she drives herself to the cross practice, where he's at. Where Peter's she, at. Where Yeah, where Peter's at. And she sees him across the field. Mm-hmm. He stops. He sees her. She walks up to him, and... She obviously had went there for a reason. She obviously has something to tell him. She kind of chickens out. Yeah, and she's like, I drove myself here. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's all. That That's all. <laughs> he's like, is that it? She's like, yeah. And so she turns around to leave, and he's like, Laura Jean, what's in your hand? It's a letter that she wrote to him. It's a letter. It's so cute. She reads him the letter. Essentially, the letter says... I need you to know that I like you and not in a fake way. I like you for real. I like you for real. And then she's really embarrassed and she goes mm-hmm. to walk away. And Peter's like, don't I get to say something? She's like, uh, sure. Okay. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. You have the floor. <laughs> Dude, he says, the reason I went to Jen's room that night mm-hmm. on the ski trip was to tell her that it's over because I yeah. love you. And... Listen, Peter, you're really cool. I love your speech and I'm going to let you finish. But let's just pause real quick. Boys of the world. Boys of the world. Don't go into your ex-girlfriend's hotel room to tell her you don't have feelings for her because you love another girl. Let's not do that. Like, it's just not. You know what? It's just stupid. That's don't just do dumb. that. You guys are already broke up at this point. You know, you and your ex-girlfriend. You can text her. You know, you don't you don't have to tell her anything, to be honest. Like, I just realized once again, it's Peter chasing a girl down to tell her that he doesn't have feelings for her. Like, what is his deal? I I don't know. But um, yeah, he's like, hey, like I, I told her I'm in love with you. Yeah. And then they kiss. And I, I really like the ending to where it's like, no, like I like that Laura Jean really grew up backbone remember she was scared of relationships because she's scared of losing people and so it's kind of a really big deal for her to kind of like be vulnerable and let him in even after she was hurt so 
really cute, really cute, really cute, really, really predictable. Why do you always have to like ruin my love for cheese? <laughs> I love cheese in all capacities, like cheesy yeah. movies, cheesy books, actual cheese, you know? Yeah. Well, look, this is the thing. People try to gatekeep joy of like, hey, you're not supposed to enjoy this because it's cheesy. And it's like, what? Like, why can't I? Hmm? Uh, yeah. So uh, 100%. It's completely okay. You should yeah. not be ashamed about enjoying the cheese, Courtney. It's all good. It's yeah. it's all Parmesan, you know? It's all Parmesan. It's good. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, that's where our movie leaves us. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, like I said, it was predictable, but it was still cute. And listen, enjoy mm-hmm. the cheese. Like, sprinkle it on your spaghetti. It's all good. Mm-hmm. It's good, girl. Dude, have you ever had savory oatmeal? No. Okay, so you take oatmeal, all right? You put mm-hmm. a little bit of cream cheese in it. Okay. Just like, or sour cream even. Um, and then you put like some cheddar cheese on it and then some everything bagel seasoning. Okay. Stir it up. It's like delicious. Okay. I'm filing that under interesting things that I will never try, but thank you for sharing. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, I think the teapot is empty for today. Don't worry. More is brewing and on the way. We'll be back next week with a Cinderella story. Yes. As always, thank you for listening. If you want to see more details about how to get in touch with us or check out our website or our social media pages, everything is in the show notes. So go check that out. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a review and share with a friend. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Enough about Pete Davidson's dick. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You have to cut off of that house. That is. We'll see. We'll see. (laughs) This is why I need to learn how to edit. So when you're like, I got you, girl, and you really mean I'm going to leave all of that in. I think we've been waiting too long for the Pete Davidson nudes. You know, it's the context that we have all been waiting for. Where are they? You you know someone has them. Pete has them. (laughs) He has them. (laughs)